Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will be sure to answer those questions the next time that we are in the studio together. Anyway, today is Monday, the first day of spring break for all of you here in uh, Duval County. So That's right. It's Duval spring break. You know, and it's weird because St. John's County people... They're still in school this yep. week. And, and, I think, and so yeah. it's just kind of a weird deal that I, I don't know why everybody doesn't make this week spring break because it's TPC week. Oh, yeah. It's also, that's a huge thing for our city. Yeah. Uh, for those of you in Virginia and Mississippi and who don't, who aren't familiar, who are listening through the internet, TPC is the players championship is, uh, it's like it's a major golf tournament, uh-huh. one of the majors, really. Uh, the pay, the players love it, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting this year because Tiger won't be here. Yeah. So, uh, is it going to be open? Uh, limited, I mm. heard. Limited, but you see all the signs, the vendors for tickets, and all that stuff lining yeah. up, and uh, so it is going to be limited. But they are doing it. It is TPC week, and. Uh, you know, I was today. I was uh, just watching the news, and they were flashed a sports thing on. And apparently, there was one guy playing in a tournament last week that drove the ball 377 yards Oof. in a in in the tournament. Like it's one thing to do it on a, a big drive, everybody, but in the tournament, he hit it 377. Wow, yards. that is a whopper of a drive. Yeah. Uh, hitting a little golf ball 377 <laughs> yards that's over three football yeah. fields yeah. <laughs> that's almost four right yeah that's pretty crazy yeah so anyway that's what's going on in jacksonville we're glad you're listening today so what stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and each week we work through uh here monday tuesday and wednesday uh what we taught in the previous week at the SWAT Bible studies. We have five different studies here in town in Jacksonville. And by the way, if you're listening out there uh, in Missouri, uh, Mississippi, uh, Virginia, Idaho, Texas, California, it doesn't matter. Uh, If you would like to join the SWAT Bible study by Zoom, you can every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, But to join it you have to send an email and i'll send you a, a, a link to get in so you can send that to doug at swatradio.com that's d-o-u-g at swatradio.com and you can actually participate with the zoom swat study we're working through acts this week we're in acts four but on the radio this week we are in acts chapter three and uh taylor i was just trying to think of some of the things going on in our culture apparently this mammoth 
spending bill for coronavirus oh. that's not really about coronavirus yeah. is going to go through uh, on a party line vote. I saw that. Uh, did you see that or hear? Uh, yeah, I'd been hearing about that. Yeah, I didn't know that that it was pretty much a shoe in to go through now or well, when, that, they, that, when, when are they voting on it? They already no, voted they on, voted it? on oh. that and it, and uh, I think uh, it took, um, you know, the vice president to oh, break the tie, I wow. think to get it to go through. Although Manchin, who said he wasn't going to vote for it, we were going to have, you know, some yeah. working together. That didn't happen. Um, Not the, surprising. Yeah. The CDC came out uh, and uh, basically says that, if you've been vaccinated, um, you, you can get together yeah, with people. <laughs> Still got to wear a mask. Still yeah. got a social distance, but yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you're from another country who is here legally, then they don't care. They just <laughs> That happened, actually. You know, people, I, I'm not just saying that. They There was a whole group of people in Texas mm-hmm. that had tested positive for coronavirus, and they... They didn't distance them. They just released them, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. Um, so I just, if it, okay, let's stop for a second. If those same people had Ebola, do you think they would have yeah. done the same thing? No. No. So what does that tell you about their view right. of coronavirus? Yeah, that it's not something they'll be worrying about. Yeah, because if they had Ebola, you can bet they would not have released those people out. Yeah. So... I mean, you know, this is the thing that we need to be discerning about. People just dismiss something like that, but that's very telling. It's like the same thing with Nancy Pelosi or uh, Gavin Newsom telling people to wear a mask, but when they're on their own and they Mm -hmm. don't think people are looking, they're not. If they were really concerned about it, they would. And it's all a political thing. That's why Pastor John MacArthur out in California months ago said, you know what, this is political this is not something that we should be afraid to meet as a group with. And they meet every week as a church. And um, we still have people, though, that have been conditioned conditioned to be fearful. And mm-hmm. when you think about it, we've been wearing masks. A lot of people have for over a year now. Yeah. And I can remember when it first came out, people were like well that's not going to happen here and i don't know if you heard um uh, governor DeSantis on mark levin uh but no, i didn't he, know he was on there yeah uh, last week he was on there and he was talking about how people were demonizing him mm. and praising cuomo yeah and look at look at the states look at what's happened in the states i mean you had people calling DeSantis a nut they were saying remember when he opened up the beaches Mm -hmm. and everybody was complaining and now you have you'd be amazed at the number of Pennsylvania New York New Jersey plates I see people coming Mm -hmm. down here all coming down here why because Florida is open we've been open for a long time and now 16 other states are doing what Florida has done I think that list is up to 16 right now in fact somebody sent me that the other day and i i uh, i saved it because it, it hasn't always been all these others it's it was it was just florida florida was one of the first one but now alaska arizona georgia idaho 
Iowa, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas. All those states have no mask mandates. Now, guess what? All those states are run by Republican governors. Mm. So what does that tell you? It is a control issue. Yeah. It's a control issue. And um, that that's just, it's it's really sad because people live in fear. I saw a person, no kidding, at the YMCA working out on a machine, sweating profusely with a mask on today. Yep. I played basketball with someone who wore a mask. And I'm like, do you not realize that you're limiting your blood oxygen content by wearing that? It's so dangerous for people, especially older people mm-hmm. or younger people, really young kids who need that oxygen for brain development yeah. and older people who need oxygen because they just need right. the oxygen. And, you know, talking about living in fear, I saw somebody after Texas said, hey, you know, we're getting rid of the statewide mandates. They said, oh, I hope DeSantis doesn't do that. <laughs> like there hasn't been a statewide mass mandate in Florida, but they're just so conditioned to be, oh, that's terrible. That's a bad thing to happen when they've been fine. For you know, it's been that way for the last. I mean, DeSantis, thank goodness, did mm-hmm. what he did. And you know what? I bet if you did a poll of the the mental state of people in the state of Florida versus the mental state of people in other cities, and you know, I call for uh, Mayor Curry. I, I I would ask him take the mandate off. If you want to suggest it, do it. We don't need a nanny state. We don't need people mandating us. We know mm-hmm. if we're able to uh, go out and we're adults, we're able to do that. We, we've got, at least I know in St. John's County, 70% of the people over 55 have been vaccinated already. Uh, wow. And so, um, you know, I don't I don't get that the whole thing here. I, I wonder when Mayor Curry is going to take it off from Duval well, County. I think it, it'll probably be something that he has to be forced to take off because, you know, I think he he's a Republican in name, but I think he kind of, I mean, that seems like a Democrat tendency right there. In well, my we opinion. can pray. Yeah. We can pray. But I think that, you know, people are going to have to, you know, pressure the city to say, hey, it's time to stop this. But, you know, I think a lot of people in Duval County are okay with it. So I think for, until people are tired of it, it's probably going to stick stick around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we just got an email from one listener who says uh, that people who voted for uh, left-leaning liberals, I would say progressives, have no place for complaining about any restrictions they're experiencing mm-hmm. because those are the they ones who are putting, for it. yeah, they're the yeah. ones who are putting them in place. But what's interesting to me is this uh, COVID bill that is out. It is, uh, the COVID bill is actually, um, full of stuff to help out California, mm, yeah. and New York. And yeah. who's the head of the it's, house? It's a blue Wait, state. Who's the head of the house? Yeah. Who's uh, the, the house yeah who's the head of the house Oh, pelosi where's she from california and who's the head of the senate uh what's his name schumer schumer where's he from new york oh imagine that yeah wow yeah same old politics same old stuff that's why we need to pray for our leaders pray for our country and pray that uh 
that God would do a work to keep all this garbage that's coming out legislatively will will be stopped. He can do that. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain That is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you were just joining us, we were talking in the first segment of the day as we do every First segment that me and Doug are in the studio together talking a little bit about the news of the day. And uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, COVID relief bill that just got passed um, and, you know, just kind of how that's not really much of a COVID relief bill. It's a little bit more of a, a blue state bailout. Uh, if, uh, it's a from, pork bill. Yeah, that's pork what it bill. Is. There Big you old go. pig sitting up there. But anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, it is what it is, right? We just uh, keep praying, and uh, you know we need to pray and uh, remember uh, that God has called us to be preachers of the gospel, uh, people who. And by the way, just because you're a, a preacher of the gospel doesn't mean you have to stand up in front of thousands. Mm. Preaching means to communicate with urgency and passion. It's it's a. Uh, it, and I've, I've mentioned this before, it's the uh, difference between someone who is teaching sitting on their couch, telling their kids not to get in, in the street, where preaching would be you're outside and your child is down by the road and you scream at them, hey, get out of the road, you're going to get right. hit. That's the difference between the two. And uh, I want to let people know today that, I know we're going to have Ray Comfort on Thursday. Ray Comfort is an evangelist from New Zealand that has lived out in California for many years. He uh, is probably best known for a sermon he did called Hell's Best Kept Secret many years ago. But he's done a lot of training. He uh, he wrote uh, The Way of the Master, which is a, a way to uh, share the gospel. But 
he's he's always been very creative. And over uh, over the next couple of days, one of the things I'm going to do during uh, right the first or second segment, probably the second early, is he wrote a little booklet called The Atheist Test. That's really interesting, just to give you some things to think about as we get into the gospel, because Acts three twelve through twenty six is Peter preaching the second message by the church under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as, as, as the church, Peter communicates a very convicting but merciful message because there can be no grace without guilt, right? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be guilt first. Right. And Peter functions more as a prosecutor. But Ray, in the way he shares, and the reason I want him on Thursday, and we're, we're probably going to have two guests on Thursday, Ray and another guy who is also a preacher, who helps uh, with preaching. But Ray did this little booklet called The Atheist Test. And it's really interesting. He goes, the theory of evolution of the Coca-Cola can. Now, billions of years ago, a big bang produced a large rock. As the rock cooled, sweet brown liquid formed on its surface. And as time passed, aluminum formed itself into a can, a lid and a tab. Millions of years later, red, white, Red and white paint fell from the sky, forming itself into the words Coca-Cola, 12 fluid ounces. Okay. Uh, He says, my theory is an insult to your intelligence because you know that if the Coca-Cola can is made, there has to be a maker. If it's designed, there has to be a designer. The alternative that it just happened by chance or accident is to move into an intellectual free zone, right? Mm. I mean, think about that. Nobody believes a Coke can just appeared. Yeah. Nobody believes an iPhone just appeared. And yet the universe is more complex than either one of those. Yeah. Isn't that wild to yeah. think about that? People will say, well, there's no God. We just happen. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, something that is an excuse for living the way they want to live rather than something that they're, thought out, thought out, reasoned out, you know, very far. Well, we're getting to the first question in the atheist test. So this is like an IQ test, but it's an atheist test. So the second thing is the banana. He -hmm. calls it the atheist nightmare. Okay. Because the banana is first of all shaped for human hands. It is, has a non-slip surface. It has outward indicators of the inward content, green too early, yellow just right, black too late. It has a tab for removal of the wrapper. (laughs) It's perforated on the wrapper. It's a biodegradable wrapper. It's shaped for the human mouth, has a point uh, at the top for ease of entry, is pleasing to the taste buds, is curved towards the face to make eating easier. (laughs) So to say that the banana just happened by accident is even more unintelligent than to say no one designed the Coke can. So the first question in the atheist test, the person who thinks the Coca-Cola can had no designer is A, intelligent, B, a fool, or C, has an ulterior motive for denying the obvious, mm. which is exactly what you said. And, you know, he, he says, do you know the eye has 40 million nerve endings? The focusing muscles move an estimated 100,000 times a day. Wow. And the retina has 137 million 
light-sensitive cells. Mm. Now, when you think about just that alone, doesn't that just make you step back and go, wow. Yeah, it's got to you know fill you with wonder. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. He says, Charles Darwin said to suppose that the eye could have been formed by natural selection seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest degree. This is Darwin. If man cannot begin to make a human eye, how could anyone in his right mind think that eyes formed by mere chance? In fact, man cannot make anything from nothing. We don't know how to do it. We can recreate, reform, develop, but we cannot create create even one grain of sand from nothing. Yet the eye is only a small part of the sophisticated part of creation, which is the human body. This is Darwin. Mm. I mean, that is, you know, you, you just stop and think. So that's just a little taste. We're going to do that every day uh, this week as we get ready for Ray to be on because he's a, he's a great preacher, a fascinating communicator as far as like uh, he, he engages with people in California. He's on the beach out there a lot oh, okay, doing street yeah. preaching. He's been in New York City at Central Park, and he films people, but you never see him you only hear his voice. He always focuses on the people he's talking to, mm. and you can visibly see conviction come on them mm. as he brings the weight to bear like a prosecutor, which is what Peter does. And as we look at this text today in Acts three twelve through 26, I'm going to have you read it, and we're going to come back. And remember, the intro for this message is the healing of a man um, – who had been basically lame for 40 years. And so I want you to read 12 through 26, and we're going to look at two things that God has. God calls us to respond to Messiah. He does this first by revealing his indictment of rejection. And then he uh, reminds us of his invitation for repentance. So the indictment has to come before the invitation to mm-hmm. receive his mercy. So, uh, Acts 3, verses 12 through 26, it's Peter after the healing of a man who had been born lame. And this is what he says. God says in his word. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety <clears throat> we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to to release him. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I got lost a little bit. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man his perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophet long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me,
from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you, and it shall be that every soul who does not listen to the prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your offer and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. May God bless his word. As you know, we are working through Acts. For those of you who may have just tuned in for the very first time or those who are not familiar, Luke's purpose in writing Acts is to accurately document God's plan uh, executed by the Holy Spirit's power through Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and in the Acts of the Apostles by the Acts of those who were following Jesus, specifically his apostles and those who followed him. And the, the whole message is Jesus is Messiah, he's the Savior of the world, and nobody is beyond the embrace of his love. And the theme of all the preaching is Jesus of Nazareth is Messiah. He is the risen Christ. And Luke divides Acts Acts into six sections, and every section ends with this little phrase, uh, either the word of God increased or the church increased. And he ties in the word with the church. And in Acts 1, we saw him calling his followers to teach his message Repent and believe in the Lord Jesus. And we see Peter proclaiming that in Acts 2 and in Acts 3 and other, other chapters. We see also in Acts 1, he tells them to teach about his priority, which was God's kingdom, and to trust his power. He says, go and wait. Wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and then in Acts 2, we saw this supernatural reveal of the church. The first message of Peter had this supernatural introduction with tongues and uh, speaking in languages there, and the Holy Spirit came. Well, this one had the the man healed who has been lame for 40 years. So when we come back, we're going to jump into not the introduction anymore, but what happened in Peter's message. All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Mercy Me with Even If. If you are just joining us, uh, we are looking at Acts this week. Uh, we've been looking at Acts, reading through it, and uh, this week we are focusing on chapter 3, verses 12 through 26, um, which is when Peter speaks after the healing of the lame beggar. 
Um, so that is where we're at. If you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, you can visit us at www.swatradio.com and you can go to the past uh, programs link and you can listen to all of our programs, but uh, you'll be able to listen to this one in about an hour. Again, that's www.swatradio.com and you can also listen wherever you listen uh, to podcasts by searching SWAT Radio and you can also download the SWAT app in the App Store. Well, you know, Taylor, again, the the outline for this text is fairly simple, that God calls us to respond to Messiah by revealing his indictment of rejection of Messiah, first of all, in verses 12 through 18, and then reminding us of his invitation for repentance in 19 through 26. So today's kind of an introduction. Tomorrow we're really going to look at the indictment aspect and and then Wednesday, we will look at the invitation for repentance and what happens when we repent. But I just want to set the stage really for tomorrow uh, as and, and really focus on what God's calling us to do. We all have to respond to Messiah. Yeah. We, we, and we respond one of two ways. We mm-hmm. either ex, we receive him or we reject him. And for most of us, we do both. We reject him mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. And there comes a point where we realize we need him and we receive him. But throughout the scriptures, uh, in fact, Jesus is um, the Messiah. His name, the name of Jesus, uh, I mean, for the Messiah, there's almost 200 different names throughout the Bible for Jesus Mm. that refer to him or Messiah. Right. And uh, just in the New Testament, there's somewhere like between 750 and 800 times his name is mentioned. Jesus mm-hmm. is mentioned. And he's the main point of all of Scripture. You know, a lot of people believe the Scriptures are our rule book for life about a better marriage. You read right. the Bible, be a better parent, you read the Bible. But the Bible was not written for those reasons. The Bible was written to point to Jesus. Now, those things are ancillary. They they happen, um, you know, but you may hear about Jesus and you may go through difficult times in your life. In fact, he says all who decide to follow him are going to suffer yeah. at some point. So the Bible's not about how to have a better life now. It's not how to have a, a more uh, filled bank account now. The Bible is about Messiah and our eternal destiny. It's about our eternal relationship with our creator. And, you know, that atheist test I just did should make everybody listening be aware that one day we're going to have to give an account to the person that designed all of this where we live, mm-hmm. that, who, who created it all. And when we stand before him, there's only two classes of people, and it's not race-related, ethnic-related, Uh, economic related it is sin related you're either with jesus as messiah or you reject jesus as messiah that's Mm -hmm. it that's what happens uh it doesn't matter if you're lgbtq doesn't matter you either receive him as messiah which means you receive him as the one who makes you right with god And if that happens, the Bible says his Holy Spirit comes into you and changes you. 
So you will not live in a pattern of unrepentant sin for long periods of time Mm -hmm. because the spirit will not let you do that. God says that the spirit is going to discipline you. He's going to discipline you as a father disciplines his child. And so what, what this particular text is, is Peter's message. And it reminded me, Peter's, Peter's like a prosecutor here. And it reminded me of something that happened years ago. And I don't know if we'll get it all in, in this segment, but I may be able to get it and we'll finish it next. But years ago, you know, I was, I, I, I was an FBI agent. I was a SWAT team guy. And I, I've always had a desire to, to shoot and to teach people how to shoot correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I was teaching a, a guy how to shoot a firearm and he starts telling me a story. And just to condense it, because we don't have that much time, he shared a story about uh, helping somebody whose parents had passed, who worked for him at a very ground floor job, him and his wife. They owned a company. And what happened is this person that he took in, this lady, ended up becoming the head of the company or the president of the company for them, working for them and doing a lot of stuff. He also took in another young man who was like a high school graduate who was wanting to go to college, and he funded his college to to give him a dream to work in the IT industry, to be a computer guy. Well, this guy, when he graduated out of college, he brings him on his company too. So he's loving these people, him and his wife. They love these people, helping them. And what ends up happening is these people, along with one other they create a fake company and steal millions of dollars from these people that love them so much, mm. that love them well and cared for them. And, I mean, you stop and just stop right there and think, wow, how, yeah. c- how could they do that? Because that's what greed does. That's what sin does. That's what selfishness does. You, you rationalize hurting people. And you rationalize pe- the very people that gave you the ability to do what you are doing to them. Yeah. I mean, you, you just think about it. But they came up with this, even though they were all blessed with good incomes from uh, and the, the things that this couple had shared with them. Well, he's telling me this, and I start doing research and find out these people have broken a lot of federal crimes. So I reach out to the U.S. Attorney's Office. And sure enough, share with them, and they concur. And so here's the crazy part. One day, this couple flies them down here. They don't know what's going on, and they ask me to go share with them and tell them what's happening and what I've found out. And so I go share with them how they've broken all these federal laws, each count carrying a five-year prison sentence and a $5,000 fine. Mm. And there's hundreds of counts. And this couple is so loving to them because they say, you know what? We don't want them to go to jail. We just want them to, in essence, repent. We want them to own it and to pay back what they have left. And just, we, we, we don't want, that's all we want. And I'm like, wow, how forgiving is yeah. that, right? Yeah. But I sat there and told all of them. They all confessed to me, by the way. Every All of them that day confessed their crime. Mm. But then... After realizing what had happened, they tried to backtrack. 
and they tried to lawyer up. They tried to get an attorney. They yeah. all and said, no, we didn't do anything wrong. And I told them that day, this guy is giving you an opportunity right now. And, and you've got a chance. But I could see what was going on. The young lady was torn up. She was broken. But because of the pressure of the other guy and what they were doing, they all got attorneys and tried to fight it initially. But I told that young man, because he was the most prideful of them all, is I said, you know what? You're going to end up going to prison. I said, you, pr- you all are if you, don't, if you don't own it. But this young man, I could see, and what ended up happening, they all went to federal prison. Mm. I was there at the trial. I had to testify at the trial. And I watched. But what I didn't find out till later is that there was somebody in my neighborhood who was on the jury. And he said they almost didn't convict. He said, but the prosecutor did such a good job of, of describing how good and innocent these people were that took them in mm. and what evil it was that they did against them. And he was skillful. The prosecutor was very skillful in bringing the burden and the charges down on the, on the people who committed the crime that we had to return a, a guilty verdict. That's what Peter does in this section. Peter wields this this word of God and 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 basically says you did this to the Messiah. The Messiah that you were supposed to receive, you not only rejected, you turned him over to Pilate. And here's the problem with that. And when we come back, we're going to look more at this is they were supposed to be witnesses of Messiah and instead, they rejected Messiah in front of Pilate. Yeah. And, and they were supposed to be people who were blessing other families in the world. But they actually were a witness for Satan that day. And that's what was so awful. And Peter, man, he, he prosecutes it and indicts him. And he, he lays out these charges. And we're really going to get into it tomorrow. But when we come back, I want inter- to interact a little bit about what you just heard and and if people want to call in, they're welcome to call in. But it's it's really the same thing. God has been so gracious and so good, and we reject him and and ignore him and actually allow our selfishness to do the same thing that the Jews did there. Yeah, so if you would like to uh, join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, We would like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. I uh, also want to let you know you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, one more time, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, Tom Neal Trucking, and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWAT Radio.com. That's Doug, D O U G, at SWAT Radio.com. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. There I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on That is Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us this week, we are looking at Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 26. Um, And this is Peter's uh, message to the people uh, after the healing of the lame beggar. Uh, And, you know, Doug likened it to a prosecutor uh, convicting the, uh, the accused uh, and then offering some hope. And he told a story uh, about something that happened in his life about a a couple that had taken in these um, two two different individuals and, you know, raised them up in through their company, paid for their education, gave them great jobs. And those people went and stole from them with a Ponzi scheme. Millions of dollars. Shell company, right? You know, what's so amazing is it wasn't just one person that let other people in the company it was two people that this couple specifically loved, cared for, yeah. and enabled to be able to have good resources in life. And, and, and it's just mind-blowing that that's the response. But we do the same thing with God. Yeah, You know, we, we, we don't deserve the air we breathe. We don't deserve anything. We're all guilty and you know, during the break, you were you and I were talking. You go, I just can't believe they didn't take the deal. Yeah, yeah. I just, like it, it would seem so, especially you know, you when you talked about it at SWAT, you talked about like you went through and you found that the shell company didn't even have a building. Like you found, no, it, you, it was it you was, laid it, out the evidence. Like you know, you had them, and then you know, you t- you show it to them. They confess basically to you, a former federal agent. Like that, how you think you're going to, you know, get by in court with that. And then here, look, all you got to do basically is say you're sorry and give back what you got. You don't even have to give back the whole uh, amount. And here's what's even crazier. Okay. I wasn't the only former federal agent involved. Other Mm. former federal agents got involved too, that they didn't hear the confession but they were able to help with the evidence. Uh-huh. So you had a, a mountain of evidence 
And, um, you know, here's what blew me away, just to be candid with you, is when I talked to that neighbor that was on the jury, that they they would even, there, Cons- there was any consideration yeah. of them getting off. Yeah. I mean, when you think about this young man being enabled and cared for to to come, or not enabled, but being basically uh, invested in, mm-hmm. with no, there was no demand for him to come to work for the company. He was given an opportunity to start off at a really good pay, yeah. and he took it, but it wasn't enough. And that's how the enemy is. He's he, he boy. He's so he he's so seductive with greed for yeah. money and greed for power and greed for stuff. And 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 when when they got together and discussed this, this this lady who had been taken in, who was the leader, and this young man, it, you know, it had to go through their mind that these people helped them. Yeah, and and. and he was saying there that day when we were all together, you know, I just, I just want you to, to acknowledge it and say, you're sorry. And whatever you have left, you can return that and we can work something out. I mean, like what a gracious offer. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. And and here's, what's crazy. The offer that God makes to us is a hundred times mm-hmm. more than that. And yet people still reject it every day yeah and you know like like uh in the bible you know the the people that peter's talking to they not only did they reject christ but they said in front of Pilate, we have no king but caesar let his blood be on us and our children yeah i mean saying we take full responsibility for this guy's death yeah, but in Jesus was supposed to be the Messiah, and in their mind was supposed to be, you know, throwing off the yoke of Rome. And instead, because you know, hey, he didn't look like we want, you know, our our king is is Caesar. What a what a complete rejection, not only of Jesus, um, but you know, so they don't see Jesus as God. But so it's a double rejection of God, really, because they reject Jesus, the Messiah, but they also reject reject God, like they did, you know, I guess really back in uh samuel when they said they wanted a king like everyone else but this time it's a king that's a foreign king well you know one of the things that's interesting about what happened in that moment that they rejected him was even though they were rejecting him he's up on the cross interceding saying Mm -hmm. father forgive them they don't know what they're doing i mean think about that for a second they, they, some of them had to have heard that. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's just mind blowing that he was so loving in his offer of grace. Uh, but Peter, what he does is he lays out this case just like, oh, and the, the neighbor talking to me about the, the prosecutor and how he made the difference. He bought, he brought all the innocence of the victims out and how Mm. they were good people. They had cared for them and he bought the full weight to bear of the crime committed against, uh, the people that committed the crime. And, you know, I sat there and I heard a lot. I was there for, for several days of it and I was listening to it and it was, it was mind blowing to listen to. And in this particular section of scripture, 
a lot of people will say because you know it says the Jews killed him that that's anti-Semitic right. mm. and that has been used for anti-Semitism and mm-hmm. all this. This is not an anti-Semitic passage. Peter, I remind you, is a Jew. He grew up in Galilee. Yeah, he's a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he wasn't the only one preaching that day. He's the only one that we have the words recorded of, but it says later they. So I think all the apostles were preaching. Remember, there's 3,000 people that have come to Christ, and now we're going to see 5,000 men here in a second as we get into Acts 4. But but Peter is preaching this message, and he's saying, you did this. And we'll see tomorrow or Wednesday that six times Pilate said he's innocent. Pilate did not want to crucify Jesus. Yeah. He knew. Remember, his wife came to him and said, man, don't have anything mm-hmm. to do with this man. Mm-hmm. I just got a bad feeling about this. But the problem for Pilate was he had already had two strikes against him with the emperor. Yeah. One more, he he's removed, and he may even get mm-hmm. killed, right? And so he was feeling the weight, and the Jewish leaders, they used that leverage against him. And he even he tried to do whatever he could. He said, hey, pick this guy. Let, you yeah. know, I always release one, mm-hmm. and he put that. That, that guy that he normally released as an option for them to, for the people, but the, the leaders, the Sadducees and the leaders, what they did is whip the people up into such a frenzy that they said, hey, his blood be on us and our children. That is, that is, that is bad right yeah. there, man. Yeah. And so then, yeah, you know, there, there obviously was people who were there who are there now listening to Peter's message. And it, I mean, just to put myself in that, that's gotta be so convicting. Cause he, like, like you said, it, it, it's right there. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the story, like your guilt is right there. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to deny it? Like, uh, you know, the experience you had, or are you going to com- confess? And I would and think, turn? I think about what's happened to set this up. Jesus heals a man lame for mm-hmm. 38 years at the pool of Bethesda at the temple. The Pharisees and religious leaders give him a hard time because he did it on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. You remember, but yeah. that had to have spread. Mm-hmm. Jesus said he's Messiah. He raised people from the dead. He met a lot of these qualifications of Messiah. Then he dies. He's crucified. He said three days later he's going to rise again. And all of a sudden his disciples start saying, hey, he's risen. He's risen. He's risen. Mm, yeah. And then you have Pentecost. People are speaking languages that they've never been trained in, and people are hearing about Messiah in a foreign tongue. Yeah. And then Peter raises a guy who's lame for 40 years, and people know it. It says that. That was the intro. And so Peter, when he preached that first message back in Acts 2 after Pentecost, He's preaching in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, the one who fulfilled prophecies. He goes back and he expounds it. But now he does the same thing. So you talk about terror. These people just saw a guy who had been lame his entire life walking around. And the guy that did it is saying that the reason he did it is the person they said, his blood be on us and our children. Yeah, I think there was a lot of puckering going on <laughs> up there. 
they're uh they're they're they're, they were tightening up a lot right there yeah that's another uh, another uh point about it too because you know we you know knowing the story like knowing the character uh of god but also knowing in revelations he's coming back they were probably thinking straight towards revelation like oh we said we you know this guy's blood on our heads oh he's back now oh man you know we're gonna die that and so that's got to be convicting as peter's talking not only from just thinking about what they did but also the reality of oh he's loose you know he's he's out there that that's something that yeah that plays even more so into you know the the flavor of what's going on yeah because you're not yeah because you're not talking about a psychosomatic healing yeah you're talking about a guy that they saw every day Mm -hmm. that could not walk yeah. And now he's not only walking, he's leaping and praising God for it. And they had to go back to that passage in Isaiah 35 that said that the blind will see, the the, the deaf will hear, the uh, the lame will leap. Yeah. And they'll be praising God. So here. And these are still the people who. If they were at the first, you know, at Pentecost, they 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 would have been they they had to been skeptical because they weren't listed among the three thousand. So now this is a, yet another sign that it's more it's, it's more difficult to ignore, you know. Yeah, because it, this is coming directly through yeah. Peter and John as they are there with the guy. Yeah. So tomorrow we're going to get into the indictment that he reveals of rejection about Israel murdering messiah Mm. and that's he's going to lay it out pretty good so i hope people are tuning in tomorrow yeah we hope that you come back tomorrow because that's all the time we have for today you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching swat radio and you can also download our swat app in the app store And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Please join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a good week. uh, Excuse me. A good, uh, what is it? A good Monday. Afternoon. That's the word I was looking for. I almost said weekend. (laughs) Good afternoon. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual